This is episode 3 of the Sukiano podcast. I'm Giuliano Lenz. And I'm Suki DeSange Lenz. Woo, my wife. My husband. <laughs> and in this episode, we are going to have some um, light-hearted conversation about cultural biases that we shared as our British, Indian, German, Italian roots and cultures collided. Ooh, there's a lot of roots. And we talk about Germany's obsession with David Hasselhoff, if it's true or not, uh, Italy's explicit statues, <laughs> and what Germans call beautiful people in England. We hope you enjoy it. I would say I start asking you the question, of uh, what you thought, what nationality I am, because when I saw you first, I did think you can't be British British. Okay. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Good. <laughs> I thought you'd say I'm brown now. I didn't know you'd started. Yeah, of course, I pressed record. What do you think? <laughs> I was too busy looking at you, actually. You looked really handsome. Oh, man. <laughs> Before we started record, I said... I'll ask you first, I think is funny. And then, okay. <laughs> and then you said, because I'm brown, I said, oh, that's funny line. You should say that when we yeah, say no, the podcast. Yeah, no, I have to say it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well. Sorry, I was so distracted by your beauty. I didn't listen to you. <laughs> I think we should just keep doing this podcast when I feel like getting compliments from you because uh, I get a lot of them on the podcast <laughs> and <laughs> of the so podcast. We've started then. Yeah, I, I would say we started. Okay, good. So today, <laughs> seeing as we're talking about certain cultural biases we had... Um, about one another's culture, we thought it'd be quite fun to share them because if we thought those things, then I'm sure there's many other people that perhaps have those same um, cultural biases or perhaps we could encourage them to think about those ones that they held about their partners or others. Partners or just in general even? In general, yeah, true. I didn't, I didn't think, I wasn't sure you were Indian, but I just know you're some... Uh, exotic uh, woman baby i'm brown not. you saw that i was brown <laughs> uh, let's not yeah, be around the your bush. british accent told me you are from england yeah as everyone can hear and what did you think when i told you i'm half german half italian what was your first thought well i think i had to ask you that because i couldn't figure out where you were from I saw your name and I saw it on your name badge at the Tony Robbins event. Where Giuliano Lenz is yeah, also because mixed. I, I, yeah, but for me, all I saw was a G, an I and a U. And I thought, how do I pronounce that? Is it G, like Guillermo? Ah. Or is it G, like G something? Um, I'd never read your name before. <laughs> Everyone struggles <laughs> so, with this with spaghetti, Lamborghini. Yeah, but you saw me. I stood right in front of you and I said... <laughs> How do you say your name? So I just looked up to you and I said, how do you say your name? That's when I realized how tall you were, actually, because I had to really lift my head up. Oh, that's good. Mm -hmm. I just put the name tag very low so you'd have to look after me. <laughs> <laughs> so when I told you I'm half Italian, half German, what were you surprised or were you like, oh, that's interesting? What did you think? I didn't think too much at that point. Okay. But... um. I know that when I, at some point I know I thought, well, that's a good combination, isn't it? What makes that a good a, combination? Well, because you've got Let's the sturdy... Let's elaborate on that. <laughs> well, Germans are known to have like a very sturdy, efficient yeah. um, characteristic and reputation. <laughs> and the Italians are known to be romantic, family-oriented, 
and um, I just had lots of positives about Italians actually and Germans really so I, I think there's more nice positives about Italians that come to mind first when you think about those two cultures lightheartedly yeah yeah Because people typically would have gone to Italy for holidays, but not there's to a, Germany. There's a romance that comes with yeah, of Italians, course. of course. Where there is, yeah. Yeah. It's like Iranianess comes with Brits. That's you don't think given. you don't think German and think romantic. You think official. No, after the last thing, probably you think. <laughs> no, so I mean, if you want to be, if you want me to really truly unveil the stereotype types I held about Germans, I'm happy to. Okay, share them. But give me a moment, because it's a bit... It's a so, du kannst sie mir jetzt sagen, was denkst du so über die Deutschen? Yeah, so... What do you think... By the way, that's not how I would talk German. German, I would say the same sentence, which is, what do you think about Germans? I would say normal German, sag mir, was du von Deutschen hältst. Yeah, so, yeah. that's how normal German sounds. It's not as hard as people always think. That's one of the things that I pleasantly discovered after moving to Germany. Oh, you guys tell sounded a lot more poetic than I thought you would. Germans are not that harsh Hollywood depiction. No, of course not. This, this is the same thing with every culture. Not every Indian talks like this, right? Not everyone talks like <laughs> this. Uh, not every. Was ist das? Not every. Yeah, not every Nine. person from England has this like really posh accent. Um, I saw one, no, I don't know, a one lot of England said, does not speak the Queen's English. One, one comedian said uh, to, to do a British accent, you just have to talk like, I uh, know, you just have to talk without your lips touching. So, so you talk like this and then, and then you have a, a British accent. <laughs> <laughs> and not everyone talks like this. Cardi, darling. Yeah, exactly. Oh, so, I do love my tea. Yes, you do. That's the Indian and the Brit, though, in me. Yes. And that's a stereotype that I think Brits have. That's definitely true. And I celebrate. Definitely. Yeah, yeah for sure. 100%. And look at my tea. In fact, I, I'm looking over at my tea set. It just gleams at me. There's nothing like a good cup of tea in a good teacup. But nonetheless, there are stereotypes that enter. And there are stereotypes that actually Germans do um, keep... Um, keep going live <laughs> they, up they, to. They, they live up to yeah they don't necessarily so steer you away said from one them. one stereotype was what that german sounds harsh yeah but let me get straight to the point to be honest with you one of the first things if someone said german um i think sausages that you all like sausages <laughs> and you apparently you all love david hasselhoff <laughs> oh I my god kid you not Every time I'd read about David Hasselhoff, it was always something along the lines of, and this is like tabloid stuff I'm talking about. It was always something along the lines of, oh, he's number one in Germany again. Or I thought, wow, the Germans <laughs> really love him. He must be a German descendant. Um, or this something. I don't know. This I don't know. I don't Hasselhoff. So. I don't know. Is that, is that a German name? Hasselhoff. You're asking the wrong person. I have no idea. Well, <laughs> apparently you Google guys that. love David Hasselhoff and you love sausages. So was was sausages confirmed when you moved to Germany? Uh, to be honest, your family have never cooked me a sausage ever. No, we partly because sausage. I'm vegetarian, but not even vegetarian sausages. We've discovered Beyond Meat sausages now, so we like those. They're amazing. Um, but I've never, I've never had a Wurst, a curry Wurst. <laughs> Wurst means sausage for anybody that doesn't know yeah, in, in German. German. Wurst. Um, your family is not typical German, though. Come on, no, your No, my family lives the Italian life. My, they talk Italian, my mom and my dad, although my mom's German. My mom talks German to me, although she's German. 
Um, my mom refuses to talk to me sometimes when I talk to her in German. Still to this day, she says, talk Italian. Her, okay. s- her soul is Italian. Her soul and spirit yeah. is Italian. But she's a sturdy German woman, let me tell you. She does yes. live up to that stereotype <laughs> of a German woman. And I, I must share sure. one story. First Christmas, no, not Christmas, first New Year you and me spent together was in... Berlin. Uh, I took you to Berlin because in November you moved to Germany and so I took you to Berlin and in Berlin there's the Brandenburg Gate which is a huge gate and there's always it's the biggest I think in Europe it's the biggest uh, New Year's party some like massive number like a million people and I remember googling who the headliner was on the evening of New Year Mm -hmm. and we were having those conversations and making fun of David Hasselhoff and I I can't believe the moment I googled it and the headliner for the oh, evening I remember was discuss- David Hasselhoff. Yeah. So imagine this. I just moved to Germany. It's only been a few months that I've been living there. And we rock up to Berlin and discover the headline act is David Hasselhoff. I can't believe it. Everything that I had said and tried to fight for and get rid of, like, cultural biases was thrown out of the window the moment David Hasselhoff was headliner in Berlin at the Brandenburg Gate on one of the biggest New Year's parties in Europe. But one of the main reasons is, yeah, I've been looking for freedom or (laughs) I I don't know if that's the title of the song. He sang that very famously and came to Germany uh, when the wall fell. So 1989. That's when he sang that song and it became massive in that year. And it was used in Germany a lot when the wall fell. I think that's why the connections of Germany mm. and Germans is... Uh, Emotionally uh, sorry, rooted. Sorry, of Hasselhoff and Germans is unbelievably big. Yeah. So, I mean, I didn't I didn't hang on that whole David Hasselhoff stereotype. No. But I must say in the first few months... I don't even have guys, red swimming trunks. That's Baywatch though, right? <laughs> well, that's Hasselhoff. Um, but I just looked it up actually. His family is in fact Roman Catholic and of German, Irish and English descent. Well, that's everything. So he does have roots connected to... Anyway... Well, you said sausages and David Hasselhoff. When you told me about... um, When I realized that you're from England Mm. and uh, we were talking about biases, as you think sausage, first thing that came to my mind is fish and chips. Oh, we love fish and chips. I know. and that's. I don't even think that's a bias. Even now, after so many years of knowing you and being married to you, I know fish and chips is actually something you could eat every day. Darling, what's the first thing I want to do when I get off an aeroplane in <laughs> England? I want to go straight to my local chippy in my hometown and I want to have an open bag of chips, open, wrapped in paper, <laughs> like open in paper, paper They cone, don't serve them like this here in Germany. With salt and vinegar. Mm. We don't even have vinegar here in uh, Germany or Switzerland doesn't have that. Yeah, so this is what I'm really weird. long for. And just Vinegar's thinking. only meant for salad. Your Brits confuse everything. Well, that's the Italian in you here when you're becoming a food snob. Well, yeah, I mean, you don't put vinegar on potatoes. That's just you the do, way it is. You do, babe, you do. Come on, you love my chips. We agree to disagree on it. <laughs> <laughs> I do like eating them like this sometimes. Yeah, doesn't England do the best chips, though? No. They do. It's what different. are you talking about? I don't know. I, I, I'm okay eating them. There is them. no chip that has matched up to a British chip from a chip shop right. anywhere here in Switzerland or <laughs> Germany, anywhere that we've lived. I no. don't know. The other, let's move on from we're chips. About to the have other a t- thing no, I we're remember. We're about to have a domestic here. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing that I remember is a joke. And I was thinking of that joke the whole time we were um, 
dating and see each other in the first one or two weeks. And I remember thinking now is a good time to say it. It was a warm summer day. We were in England and I told we you... We were on you, the castle grounds in Rochester. Yeah. By Rochester Castle near the Esplanade. Yeah. And I remember this day because... It was such a shocker. This and gent, I, and I re- you were a, you're a complete gent, okay? Charming gent, lovely guy. I still am. Hello. And then you came. I still am. Yeah, but then you came up with this. <laughs> yeah, I said, do you know how uh, we in Germany call beautiful people in England? Everyone mm, knows that. No, tell me. We call them tourists. <laughs> and I remember saying that to you, and you looked at you were really shocked. I had no words. <laughs> I th- still think this is a funny because joke. Firstly, it and then took, no, but firstly, it you took, looked around. No, no, before even looking around, it took me a moment to figure out what you had just said. I mean, I was comfortable saying it. You said, "What do Indian people descent, call so. beautiful? No, what what do what do people call beautiful people in England? Yeah, tourists. Tourists." And I repeated it, and I said, <laughs> and then I remember I kind of semi smacked you across your arm and said, "You can't say that." And. Now we come back to the fact that it was a hot, warm summer day. And I said, well, look around. And I did look around. All I thought of was my beautiful friends that I've been raised with in England that are beautiful. Well, and those are all your immigrant Indian friends. They're no, do- I don't just have Indian <laughs> friends. What are you talking about? Oh, no. Okay. You're so describe, nasty. This, describe the scenery around us. Yes, yeah, so I, I looked around joke. and lo and behold... And I really wish this wasn't the case, but there were a lot of really, really um, not so pleasant looking people wearing extra tight clothes with their bellies out and stuff, drinking. (laughs) And, oh God, it wasn't a very nice sight to look at, to be honest with you. And I tried to tell him otherwise. Yeah, but you couldn't prove me otherwise in that moment. In that moment, I couldn't. (laughs) Well, and I've, I felt bad for my my land, my place. Well, the joke wasn't as up. bad. You still stuck with me. And uh, I actually heard the two MotoGP. I love MotoGP and Val- Valentino Rossi, by the way. And um, and the two MotoGP commentators, one being a UK citizen and from the UK. He, I have this joke from him, actually. Because I heard them well, say Well, let's television. throw that joke out the window because I don't like it. It's mean. All and right. I don't believe in it. And we don't generalize like that. So anyway, going on to the German stereotypes I had. What? There were more than sausage and hey, Tesloff. Yeah. Like what? you guys aren't, Germans aren't into small talk. You get to the point. You're quite harsh. Um, Germans th- do There's small a positive talk? to that. There's a positive to that as well. But coming from a country like England, where we love small talk. Oh, we, German we, small talk is, can, can I take your jacket? All right. Let's start the meeting. Yeah. That's a small talk. <laughs> but the Brits, we'd probably talk about the weather first. Oh, that's another Brit stereotype, I think. That's are- true. I remember taking the dog out when we were visiting your mum uh, a year later, two years later, and after we first met. And then uh, we spent some t- I spent some time in England with your family, and I took Viva out, and I was surprised of being able to have full-on conversations with people I'd never seen before, and they didn't know me. It's the conversations and that banter you talk about mm. as well. But I think banter suits you as a personality. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Y- your Italian-German mix embraces banter and yeah. humor super well. That's why I love the United States. You can talk with everyone about anything at any point. Same with England. How long does it? How long does it take me to go to my mum's local shop 
where she lives, when I'm saying just goodbye and I'm paying for stuff, I literally know mm. all about the woman's family by yeah. the time I've left. See, yeah, I love that. That's I love amazing. British bands. How was it when you first, I remember when you had your first meeting, there was in Switzerland though, where you realized a timing difference okay the cultures. swiss all right so okay i've got to say i've learned a lot from living in germany it definitely helped my efficiency and in england we don't mind if you're five ten minutes late it's cool it's it's all right um i get just a, a fast pulse just hearing that oh my god i'm starting to sweat <laughs> but you know it's okay our transport isn't no, always bang on time well then that's bad there might be traffic even if we're prepared all i'm hearing is excuses no i'm just saying that it's socially not not unacceptable you know i try and be punctual it is in switzerland and germany yeah well i realize that so in germany i started becoming more masterful of my time and respecting um time management um and not being five minutes two minutes or even three minutes late yeah i'd be on time i came to switzerland start- <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> i came to switzerland i'd rock story. up for my meetings or i'd dial in to the calls and whatnot and you know, in the working environment, I'd rock up like five minutes or four minutes beforehand. I'd be there ready to go. And everyone would always be present already. Yeah. <laughs> 15 minutes before, <laughs> That's ready to go. Yeah. And there was no question. I definitely got that look of, oh, she's arrived now. Yeah. Finally, we can get started. But get started four minutes early. But she's like, oh. She arrived only four minutes before we start, you know? This, and I'm like, yeah. damn, I'm not going to change that. Yeah, I'm yeah. still early and I'm not going to change. I tried to be stubborn about it, actually. But, you know, I've conformed. Yeah. I do rock up to meetings earlier now. And I have definitely adapted punctuality. Or actually, I'm I'm early. I'm early now, period. I'd say you're on time. I wouldn't say you're early. Okay, I'm on time. <laughs> Earliest. When I have meetings, because we're still in, we're recording this at the time of lockdown. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, we're both in the home office, like we don't leave the house. So when I have video calls and we typically have, we use Zoom a lot. Mm. Um, and I use Zoom a lot. And then uh, I dial into the meeting. Mm-hmm. 10, 15 minutes before and I just mute the audio and mute and then shut off the video and there's already three, four people in it that do the same. You unmute it. Okay, you're right. Actually, time. for my daily syncs with my team, I am always the one, the last one to dial in but I'm not late. No, no, you're not late. Yeah. But I wouldn't say you're it's early. It's super annoying. Yeah, well, that's, that's, that's the standard. Damn, the standards are high, that's man. That's the standard. Yeah. Yeah, it, it I actually is. I'd like it because it challenges me and it's like, man, I'm going to But now get if you'd go to some other place, yeah, if you'd go now to, to India where mm-hmm. you've experienced business for a long time mm-hmm. in a different way, it probably would start to annoy you, wouldn't it? Oh my good Lord. Um, I t- as you know, I go to, I'm in India regularly and all the work I also do with Fashion Revolution is all India focused. So we have many conference calls, many meetings, many dial-ins, mm-hmm. um, even when I'm there whichever organization I've worked with or am working with, um, I have got very, I have got European standards when it comes to timing. And I expect that of my team momentarily until I remind myself that actually I'm in (laughs) India and just let it go a bit. 
be respectful of where you are. absolutely. And breathe. But I get those seizure moments like you get when Mm. somebody is a minute late. Yeah, Um, exactly. I'm ready like five minutes before that's enough. Oh, man. You know, so it's... I do have to sort of adapt and remind myself of where I am. In general, though, but I have to say, I've I got, didn't have... Yeah. I've got to say, I, I salute. I salute all those brilliant Indians. And listen, not all Indians are late, huh? There's loads of Indians that are on time or early. And when that happens, I love it. I, I really celebrate it. Absolutely. I've met, I met a few of them as well. And I think um, it's, of course something special and it's out of the norm it's just not the standard which of course also comes with a certain size of a country uh, you know in germany you don't have cities like mumbai with 22 million where it takes one and a half hours to just go from a to b um it, it, you don't have that sheer size in mm. germany Swi- not even switzerland uh, the time it takes you to go from one end of mumbai to the other is the equivalent to crossing half of switzerland and <laughs> let's be honest swiss transport and infrastructure Everything is set up so well. It is. It's almost impossible to be late. It is um, because you people write complaints when the train comes a minute late or two minutes late and there's announcements for it. But I also say that, to be fair, um, Switzerland is very small. There's only 8 million people living here. So the kilometer and the just the, the amount of kilometers they have of mm. railway and of highways is not a lot of maintenance it takes. Mm. I mean... India is probably, I don't know, a gazillion times the size of kilometers just in railway they have to uh, cover compared to Switzerland. But because we're talking about India, I had um, less biases or stereotypes about India um, than England because India wasn't on my map and I never... Uh, thought about Indian stereotypes much because it was never really on your radar. No, it wasn't much on my radar. Uh, the only thing when it comes to Indian biases or Indian thoughts or stereotypes oh, in be head careful what you say. was no. Most of them, most of them are already uh, confirmed or not confirmed. One of which is Indian weddings are massive with like over a thousand people or something, <laughs> and that's nothing extraordinary. And I've been on weddings like this so i experienced oh yeah that does happen that's not the just the stereotype of people not every weddings like this mm. but for germans it's sometimes a dream like they have this on their wish list to be part of a big wedding like this like an indian wedding yeah i know it was on your father's wish list actually to go to an indian wedding one day i didn't even know that yeah and but he when did. when your brother got married and uh, other weddings and your sister um, and other weddings we've been to, your sisters. And it, to me, it's um, it's, yeah, it's stunning the amount of people that can go to wedding, although your family didn't go crazy on those 1,000. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, we weren't that big, fat yeah. no. 1,000 plus wedding, 600 plus wedding. We actually had smaller weddings. However, you experienced Punjabi weddings. <laughs> oh yeah so big fat in the sense of big fat celebration oh yeah yeah man can you love party this is really hard that we do and I, that need comes a, from I need a week of holiday after every wedding i'm exhausted and <laughs> as you know we are punjabi it's a party um, marathon the wedding <laughs> and it's part of our punjabi culture we love to i dance. love it i love it we love to celebrate and um we're joyous folk i have my liver and feet got trained a lot in those weddings <laughs> <laughs> Another one was, 
I remember uh, first time I went to Mumbai, we went to the hotel and then I took a rickshaw. And I think you even said, I'll let you try take a rickshaw. Mm-hmm. I mean, they had taxis and cabs and everything, but I just wanted the rickshaw experience. So I went for the rickshaw experience and then it was 30 rupees. I can't remember now. It's like 10, 50 cents, what, 10p or a really, really small amount. Because mm-hmm. first time you go into another country, what I do at least is I think of how much does that um, convert, to. convert to in my currency. And then I thought coming from Germany and then the closeness to Switzerland, because um, at the time I wasn't living in Switzerland, that's very cheap. Because normal cab prices, you know, if you live in London or anywhere else in the world, you know, cabs can be expensive. And and then I thought, wow, that's very cheap. So I had a hundred rupees, which is a euro or a pound or something like that. And I remember giving him the hundred and saying, ah, just keep it. Because I just thought, yeah, that is you know, so what? the typical just, Western thing to do. I'm just giving him 60 cents. That's nothing. That's less than a bus ticket mm-hmm. from where I come from. However... Yeah, you told me off. However, yeah, of course I told you off. <laughs> yeah, I, did. I don't mind tipping. I think it's fine to round yeah. it up. But you don't help others by over-tipping. Of course. And yeah, that, that's a yeah, very... But... Yeah, see, now here we go. That's a typical new Westerner thing to do when you're new to India. I know, I know, yeah, I know. not good. I know, I did it. But uh, you made when, his day. When, so you, when you explained to me and you said... And then I thought about the equivalent is taking a taxi for 30 euros or 30 pound and giving the dude a hundred and saying, oh, it's fine. It completely messes them up. It's just, it's, you just don't do that. <laughs> But yeah, I totally ran into that. Thanks for letting me run into so, this. Um, <laughs> your stereotype, so while we, so do we remain on India? I've got a few other German ones, actually, discoveries. But um, while we're I'll tell you on another the... one about India later. <laughs> no, go on. I just remember when you and me went to South India in our first year we were dating and there was this housekeeper in the place we were staying at. Lakshmi, Jaya Lakshmi. Yeah. We were lit. How long were we dating? Two months, two, three months, something like this. Yeah. And dating, I'm talking me living in Germany, you in India. So first trip I came mm. and the first trip we said, let's spend two weeks together. Yeah. We were going to travel around South India and figure out our combination. Yeah. First day walk into the <laughs> house. All she says is, You got to marry this one, like no, marry this guy. She said, she said, sir, you have to marry madam. Yeah. Nodding her head from side to and side. I'm like, uh, yeah, okay, okay. She didn't stop then. Then she no, came no, no. in again. She, she came in with the next serving she of food. She said it many times. Sir, marry her. I'm like, we're, I'm just, we're just dating it. We literally been together two, three days at that point. And yeah, that like get married immediately. I'm like, Okay, is that now just her or is this a cultural thing? I did I bribe her or say. something? Yeah, I don't know what to say. She made me speechless at the time. I was speechless at the time. I didn't know which way to look. But it was <laughs> straight out. <laughs> you and me were so embarrassed that oh, we didn't know what to say. It was so embarrassing. <laughs> but it was straight out of one of those like comedy um, <laughs> movies where they show those characters that pop out. Oh, and man. boom, marry her. It's the same one. That I told is the same one that uh, said, sir, I didn't put much chili in this one. Because I said to her, look, don't put too much chili in. I'm just getting used to chili here. Because everything, the, every chili's in everything. Even in the water, I think, sometimes. I don't know. I'm joking. But it was so spicy. Said, sir, I only put one chili in. One chili. And, she, and then I ask her, what chili did you put in? She comes up with a chili like the size of my hand. <laughs> it was and, a big chili. It was, I'm like... I should have specified it. You know, <laughs> yeah. Not much chili is 
because if she normally puts three of those in for her that's not much chili i've got to say even i couldn't I, eat it even i couldn't eat that because it was damn hot it was so spicy mm. yeah same housekeeper jay lakshmi uh, she's amazing but did you have that stereotype of india before you knew me i no i had no stereotype They, actually about india i mean um to be fair um germany uh only shows or you in, in germany you only hear about india in the news in the news about negative stuff mm. being like crazy crazy cases crazy uh events um that either a house burning down with a lot of workers in it or a woman being raped in a brutal way and then that comes up in the german media mm. and that's it and when you talk to people that only watch those type of news uh, aren't read or or don't look over the horizon like they don't educate themselves mm. on a certain extent um all they would say is oh you can't go to india as a woman alone mm. um and um It's, I mean I was never afraid to go on anywhere. They perceive it to be a dangerous place yes. where women get raped. Yeah. And there's no safety considerations. Exactly. Uh, and and I must say once once I went, I mean that didn't keep me from going there. I wasn't afraid of it because I was aware because I'd seen the same thing with uh, Italy because I have cousins in Italy and my dad's Italian and I would see how Italy is portrayed in German news mm. which I knew Italy isn't like that. Mm. They aren't all lazy workers that just dragging the EU down or something mm. you know um <clears throat> so i was aware that india probably isn't just what german news say mm. uh, but i learned to i learned the numbers i read more about it um and even uh, my brother-in-law um one of my brothers-in-law he's um he's indian and he told me look uh, if you look at just sheer numbers mm-hmm. and that's when i realized percentage wise germany is way worse Because if you take the size of Germany and put it into India and multiply those numbers from Germany, you get a way worse statistic than than India. Mm. And of course, news job is always to sell news, so uh, they dramatize, they pick up news, um, and it blow it shame. out of proportion. Yeah, I mean there are issues, but there's issues in every country, and it is a shame that um, some people are left to believe that it's a nation of such horrific things. And when um, you went to Germany for the first time, did you have ooh. any other stereotypes? I well I knew you were an um, efficient punctual people. I discovered actually these are discoveries. I realized that humor isn't something that just sort of rolls off the tongue and German humor German humor is very different to British humor and I found that when we would be at events social gatherings it I found um them to be a lot more stiff than Germans. say what I was used to. Yeah. yeah. Uh Don't get me wrong, you definitely like enjoy having a good time, but it was a bit more stiff than what I'm used to. Well, Germans are freaking stiff. And I did feel a little bit lonely at social events um, <laughs> because that rapport and that instant connection wasn't there with people. Germany it lives, takes time. I tell you, Germany lives, the whole, all of Germany, by a standard and by a belief and a very old saying that is, was der Bauer nicht kennt, das ist er nicht which translates to what the farmer doesn't know mm. he doesn't eat. Mm. Oh, right? I felt so that. So the potato farmer the, he, in Germany he grows potatoes and he eats potatoes. He knows that and what he doesn't know, what he doesn't farm, he's not eating it, he's not touching it, he's not, you know? Mm. That so that standard of I know what I know 
No, I don't know. I don't trust it. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's a, a German standard in certain areas, more yeah. or less. I but, felt that, yeah. but I've got to say, once you break the ice, I think once you get in there, it takes a lot more time to just rapport and make a friend in Germany. Yeah. It takes even longer in Switzerland. Yeah. Because work colleagues are work colleagues. There's really, really real clear lines. And although I was working in both Germany and Switzerland, I would say that. Um, I have even uh, Swiss people and Swiss friends saying uh, that they are annoyed by Swissness. That is, um, I just uh, am very secluded and uh, I know what I have and I don't need many friends. I mean, they are very social people and interact the, a lot. On but the, yeah, on, on the one hand, you very know deep, what you're getting. Fast. On the one hand, you know exactly what you're getting, and there's no blurred lines. Yeah. Um, but that friendliness, I'd say. Whether it's superficial or not, I don't care if it's superficial or not. I just love friendliness. I'm quite I would say an it's open... a tight friendliness. Yeah. If you smile too bright by saying someone hello here in Switzerland, they look at you like, hmm, What's what the hell is wrong with this person? <laughs> what did I do? Um, but what I did love about Germany and discovered is that bread is a thing. Like you guys love a good bakery, even in Switzerland. Um, and I loved that I discovered all forms of bread in Germany and gained a few pounds through the process, but all <laughs> worth it. We haven't like focused enough on Italy here because, mm. oh my God, even just talking about Italy, I smile. Of course. That is what Italians resonate, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I embrace my Italian halfness. Italy also loves those willy statues, right? Willy statues? Yeah. Everywhere you go, there's a statue of a man with his willy out. Well, uh, that's just yes. uh, Italians showing their passion, I would say. Why? <laughs> My question is I why. Know. I don't know. They just, said, just... they just said, why bother? Or maybe it was harder yeah, to, put, was... To, put, to put pants in the stone. So they said, bah, let's just do the willy. I don't know. <laughs> I'd love to know what their obsession is. Everywhere you look, there's a statue with a willy hanging out. I have no idea. <laughs> maybe that's the next podcast. I, um, I can't answer that question. Maybe someone can mention in the comments why they think of what their theory is. Um, but other than that, did oh, you... What I want to bust that stereotype that your dad has of Brits. Sure. Um, that we ha And so I think your mum and dad said it to me. They said, oh, Brits have bad food. Ugh. And um, well, well, they do. All the no, good food they... is imported, right? It's immigrated Oh, darling, people. come on. <laughs> you know we've been to incredible British restaurants in England and British cuisine is not bad. It's actually good. But my question, what is British cuisine? A good, good restaurants I'm thinking a of were like roast, either Asians or Italians. Good, yeah, but... Oh, look at you. Well, now, a baked is, potato is something you do in Germany as well, so... No, but the Brits do it better. Okay. Um, That's fine. Congratulations, baking a potato. Woohoo! Oh, man. But I must say, your brother, he's the killer. He's... Like your brother, your oldest brother. Oh man, his potatoes. His roast potatoes they're actually, are the best. They're actually the best potatoes ever. Yeah. See. Yeah. Well, yeah okay. Come That's on, good. you know, land of kartoffel can be beaten. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm not defending German cuisine. No, I don't British think Germany has a cuisine. Is, it's a myth that it's bad because it's not. We do some great pies, roasts, casseroles, dishes, desserts. Oh my goodness, like. Britain does have good food and I'm I, I'm really one to advocate that. Before we wrap this up, did you have any G Italian 
bias us to yeah, think about yeah, anything Italian. Yeah, you guys Italian, are romantic, passionate, love food and family, and you live up to all of them. Very good. Thank you. That's all I wanted to hear before we wrap this up. Thank the you very end. much. <laughs> very good. We should end on this note. That's amazing. Thank you for saying that. Anyway, guys, it's been great talking to you. I hope that some of this lighthearted chit chat um, is stuff that you can relate to. Um, it's part of our coming together, Giuliano and I. And I look forward to speaking to you next week. And if you have any questions about any cultures or stereotypes you maybe have, uh, we have any help. Bye.